Hi everybody, great to see you online again. I'm so privileged this morning to be able to share a little bit more of the Word of God with you. Before I get started today, please, could you find any children around? You're going to need them today. I've got a little quiz coming up and uh, some photographs need identifying. And I think the children might be really helpful here to all the parents because moms and dads might, know the, might not know the answers to all of this. But last week we started the series called I'm In. Say it with me. I'm in. And you're asking, what am I in for? Good question. Well, last week we had a look at I'm invited. And you're not just invited to anything. You are invited into the family of God. This week, I've got another one for you. I'm invaluable. Yes, you are invaluable in the family of God. Say it. I am invaluable. Sounded very quiet there. I couldn't hear you. You see, we have a problem thinking about ourselves like it. Oh, that's pride. And we, we put ourselves down so often. But I want to tell you this morning that you are invaluable in the family of God. You are priceless. You're indispensable, irreplaceable. <laughs> I've got two kids, two boys, Jeffrey and Andrew. Jeffrey lives down at the moment in Wales and Andrew in Yorkshire and I live in Cheshire. We are a family. When we were younger, we used to love to go to the Trafford Centre, do the movies or out for supper or something. Just imagine if I lost Jeffrey. I wouldn't turn to Claire and say, oh, don't worry about Jeffrey. We've got another one where that came from. We can make some more. No, Jeffrey is unique. He's special. He's, he was given to us by God just for us. He is special. He is invaluable in my family. And without him in the family, without him at the dinner table, we just wouldn't be the same family. You are special to God too. You're invaluable to him. The Bible tells a story of a shepherd who had a hundred sheep and one got lost. One went missing. He left the 99 behind to go after one. You are that special to God. He loves you. You are invited into his family because you are invaluable to him. You are called. You are chosen. You have a purpose. You are invaluable. When we look around and compare ourselves to others, that's when we start to get a problem. I look at somebody else and I think, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not spiritual enough. I'm not smart enough and I don't know enough. My past disqualifies me. My past is so bad I'll never measure up to what I should be. I feel unwanted, uninvited, unloved and undeserving. The Bible will encourage us and say, you are invaluable. Get your notebooks and pens ready. I've got something important to tell you. The lie of the devil would like to tell us, little voices in our heads and thoughts that come into our minds would like to say that if you were not here, no one would matter, no one mind. You wouldn't even be noticed if you were missing. And that's a lie. You are special. You are invited. And without you there, ah, we're so much the less. You are invaluable in the family of God. When I think of my family and my boys, we are the Wilson family. I'm a Wilson, they Wilsons, but one lives in Wales, and one lives in Yorkshire, and I live in Cheshire. So we are the wider Wilson family. Just like in a church, we are all invited into the wider family. Every Christian belongs to the wider family of God. 
But when we are gathered in local co congregations and local communities, then we become a smaller family within the wider family. So the church down the road, they're also part of the family of God. And we are part of the family of God. And the church across the, the town is also part of the family, the wider family of God. But within my family, or Klena, we form a body. And the Bible talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, this is written to the church at Corinth. The church at Corinth, they weren't, many of them were slaves and uneducated. They weren't of nobility. So they felt a little bit unwanted, uninvited, undeserving, and unloved. There were other church families within the wider body of Christ. There was a church family at Ephesus. There was a church family at Galatia, in Jerusalem, and at Philippi, and many more. But this was just one family that Paul was writing these words to. Let's have a look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. When Christians come together, we become the body of Christ. We all have a part to play, and all parts are valuable. Every single part of the body is always first attached to the local body. You can't ever have a piece of hand that is connected to the wider body. It is always first connected to the local body. Let me give you an example. If you thought it, and I'll use the analogy that we are hands, face and feet, because we've been talking about that the last couple of weeks. If you were the hand, first thing in the morning, what do you do? You comb your own hair, your local body. You, but now during the day, you've got some spare time on your hands and you can now serve the wider family of God. You're always first locally attached and then can serve widely. For example, imagine if my leg was attached to a body down the road. You can't get that. It's impossible. You can't have dismembered people walking around. You are always belonging and attached to the local body first. And then some body parts can serve the wider community and the wider family of God. I'm thinking of somebody like Dr. John Andrews. He's one of our mentors and he's apostolic in nature. He belongs to a local church family, but he also ministers to the wider family of God as well. In lots of different churches around the country and indeed around the world. I've got that quiz for you. We haven't had a quiz for a long time. So we need to get hold of our quiz masters and see if we can get a quiz. But while we wait for them to get a quiz together, I've got a couple of questions for you. So I'm going to put up a slide and I want you to try and guess what animal this is. But not just what animal. I'm then going to ask you what is a group of those animals called or the collective noun for the animal. So get your kids ready and here we start. What animal do you see? What animal is that? Well, you're going to get one point if you say an elephant. Yes, that is an elephant. But now the hard question. What is the collective noun or what is a group of elephants called? Have you got it? Kids, can you help me on this one? Yes, that's right. It is called a herd of elephants. The next one. What is that animal? Yeah, that's an easy one. You got it. It's a lion. What is a group of lions called? Ah, that's an easy one as well. It's a pride of lions. Now let's get a little harder. You might need to be an African or South African to know this one. What animal is that? It's not a leopard, that's a cheetah. Yes, that's a group of cheetahs. Anyone want to guess at what a group of cheetahs is called? It is called a coalition of cheetahs. <laughs> let's try another one. This is a bird species. What uh, 
What animal is that? It's a crow. Anyone want to guess at what a group of crows is called? It's a murder of crows. <laughs> this one, anyone want to guess? It's a donkey. Don't say ass. It's a donkey. We're in church. We're doing Bible studies now because when we ask what a group of donkeys is called, you are going to answer and say it's a pace of donkeys. And I think we've got a time for one more. What is that animal? You guessed it. It's an African vulture. That vulture, what is, a, what is a group of vultures called? It is called a committee of vultures. So you're asking, Wayne, what's so important about these animals and a group of animals? This is what I want you to notice. Individually, each animal has a name. But together, they take on a whole new identity. Each, fam each individual animal has characteristics hunting habits on its own. It's got behaviors of its own. But when it comes together in a family, in a group setting, it takes on a new identity and new behaviors. When lions come together, for example, they hunt more efficiently together. They care for and protect the young better together. They relax and they play and enjoy each other better together. They can travel further, achieve more, grow and thrive better and healthier together. They are indeed stronger together. And the same applies to Christians when we are in the body of Christ. What do you call an individual who is submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? You would say they are a Jesus follower, a disciple or a Christian. That is correct. But what do you get when you have a group? What is called when you have a group of followers of Jesus or a group of disciples or a group of Christians? That's right, they are called the body of Christ, and we've given it the name, the church. You see, you are invaluable in the church of Jesus Christ. Without you, there is no church. That's how valuable you are. When we come together, we form a new identity. I want to tell you, that when we come together, we are stronger together. We can achieve more together. We can grow and thrive healthier together. We can care and protect better for each other together. You see, you are invaluable in the body of Christ. You are invaluable in PCF church family. My kids, Sometimes they just rock up at the door, knock on the door and barge straight in because they are family. They come because they are always invited in my family. Their presence can be felt, even though sometimes they are not present. You guys, some of you have got grown up teenage kids. Their presence in the house can be heard and felt. You come into the house and you can hear the music boom, 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 boom. And you yell, shut down the music down. I can't hear myself think. Yeah, their presence can be felt. They walk into a room and sometimes with these wooden floors, you can feel the whole floor vibrate. Their presence can be felt. Even when they are not present, they can be felt. I'll give you an example. Claire and I, we love to go walking. And when we go out walking, we'll often take a picture on our phones of the big five here in England. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. The great mighty squirrel. Yes, we take a photo of that gorgeous little squirrel sitting there on the wall. And we say, hey kids, and we put it on WhatsApp into our family group. And we put it out there and say, look at this walk. 
but we don't get a response. Why? Maybe one child's busy, still at work. Maybe they're in a meeting. Maybe because they're not present. But their presence is always known because a couple of hours later, maybe a day or two later, in fact, sometimes we've waited a week and then all of a sudden we'll get funny faces and laughter coming back on the WhatsApp group and say, oh, mom, dad, get a life and stop being so silly about a squirrel. And because we are a family, even though they're present, might, they might not be present with us all the time, their presence is always felt. They're always catching up on what happens in the family. You see, you are invaluable in the family and the body of Christ. You are invaluable in PCF church family. Sometimes you might think of yourself as the hands. They are invaluable. Hands, they make the tea and the coffee and the welcome. And and they're going out and, and serving the local church family. Feed people, love to go into the community and bless others. They're taking food to the food banks. They're taking clothes to refugees. They're doing stuff. Face people, they're sharing the word of God to each other. They're sharing the love of God's heart to somebody else. With the eyes and the ears, they are discipling somebody else. They are the church family. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 14 to 17 says, Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye. That would make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? <laughs> Paul is contrasting here eyes and your ears. Uh, it's very easy for the ear to feel inferior to the eye. I know what I'm talking about. I've got these huge, big, great flappers here on the side of my head. My goodness, I think sometimes when I look in the mirror, I look like Dumbo. If there was a breeze, I could take off. And sometimes oh, I'm not as gorgeous as somebody else. Easy to feel inferior. The eye is so important. Have you ever heard someone say, I want an eye to eye conversation? You've never heard them say, I want to have an ear to ear conversation. You've never heard somebody who's in love and they longingly stare into someone's ear. No, they stare into the eyes. And if you're staring into someone's ear right now, you've got a problem. You need to come for some counseling. Have you ever seen the movie, For Your Ears Only? Or have you heard the expression, beauty is in the ear of the beholder? Or I've got stars in my ears? You're the apple of my ear? No. So it's easy for the ear to feel inferior and have a complex and I'm not as good as the eye. But every part of the body matters. Your voice matters. Your opinion matters. Your role matters. Your presence and your contribution matters. In the church family, you matter. You're invaluable. If I said all those lovely things about eyes or body parts or whatever, if you didn't have an ear, you wouldn't know that I even said them. That's how valuable the ear actually is. Here in our church, we have got in very important people, people that play a very important role. In the last pandemic that we've had, we, 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 uh, we needed our cleaner and Vanessa has performed such a fantastic role. No, she's not on the stage all the time, and, but she's invaluable in the family. Who would have done the deep clean and kept us so we can carry on with church in the building? That's fantastic, the work that she has done for us and we're so appreciative of her. And she's invaluable in the body of Christ. Paul talks about that in Corinthians 12, verse 22. In fact, some parts of the body that may seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. All of you together are the Christ's body, and each of you have a part to play. 
every part of the body matters. The thumb on your hand is such an important part. Oh my goodness, we use it for texting and playing games and Xbox and things like it. All the kids, their thumbs are really powerful. Pointing finger, what about you? you? We use that finger all the time. And then we have the middle finger as well. Some people overuse that. But you know, those three fingers give us our dexterity. And it's so important. You would not be able to eat Chinese takeaways, chopsticks without those three fingers. They're valuable. Oh, and you, let's not forget about the ring finger. Everyone knows when you get married, you've got to put a ring on the finger. But shame, this poor little pinky guy. Hey, he's invaluable. He's not valuable at all. He just goes wee, 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 wee all the way home. Not so. Did you know that this little pinky guy here contributes to 50% of your hand strength. Without your pinky, you would not be able to carry as much, your weight as much, 50%, not 5%, 50% of your hand strength comes from the pinky. He's also invaluable. Did you know that your armpit hairs, they are invaluable on your body. They diffuse your scent so that you're attractive to a mate. Let's just move on because I'm not, I'm not gonna smell and stop smelling your pit. What about your eyelashes? Oh, you think eyelashes are used to attract a mate and all the girls flicker their eyelashes to get a mate? No, 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 that's not what an eyelash is used for. Did you know that the eyelash can sense minute particles in the air that can't even be seen? And when it, if they feel this, they shut down like, a, like a, a barrier to protect the eyeball inside, to protect the vulnerable eye inside. Those eyelashes are invaluable in your body. Sometimes, just because of the things that you do are not seen and not visible to everybody else, does not mean that you are not valuable. We have a lot of people in the church that pray. On a Tuesday morning they pray. On a Saturday morning they pray. During the week they pray. In small groups they pray. Do you know that nothing in the body of Christ works without prayer? You guys are invaluable in the body of Christ. Maybe you're just offering a smile to someone. You're pouring a cup of tea or coffee. Your smile is infectious. Your smile brings joy to someone's heart and encourages them to come to church. Just inviting a friend to online church is invaluable in the body of Christ. Claire was a, a little girl, my wife, and she was eight years old. And her mom and dad didn't know Jesus and she didn't know Jesus. And one night, mom and dad went off to a party and they got a babysitter to come and look after Claire. This girl, we do not even know her name. And she came to babysit Claire. And she told Claire about Jesus. And Claire gave her heart to Jesus. A little while later, Claire shared that story and what happened to her with her mother. And Claire was able to lead her mother at eight years old to Jesus. And a few years later, the dad also. So Claire's whole family came to know Jesus because of an unnamed person who was faithful enough just to go and do a normal day job, just going out to make some extra pocket money, doing some babysitting. She was invaluable in the family of God. You are called. You are chosen. You are capable. You are invaluable to God's work. Church is not a building. Church is not a charity or an organization. Church is made up of you and the presence of God. You make up that church. If you are not engaged and involved, if you are not serving, if you're not loving, if you're not contributing, then something that God wants to be done is not being done. But Wayne, what about my past? Surely what I've done in the past has disqualified me. I'm no longer valuable. No, you are. Oh, Wayne, I can't be ever a connect group leader because I've got a failed marriage. No, wait, wait, before you say that, 
you have everything it takes to be able to help someone else through a marriage problem. Oh, I don't know enough. If you know about Jesus, you know more than enough to be able to share Jesus with someone else. When I'm disqualified because I used to do drugs and I've got a past, that's brilliant because now you can share your love of Jesus with someone else who has the same problem and you can help them through those challenges in life. It's not about your ability. It's all about your availability. Family matters. We all have a part to play. You know what? Your kids are looking at you. They're watching you, how you behave. Right now, are you sitting watching online TV, playing games on your phone, couldn't be bothered scanning through your WhatsApp and Facebook and things? They're watching and saying, mm, so that's how you do church. That's how we do God. You are influential. You are, you are invaluable in the family of God, showing and bringing up children. Just the way that we worship. Recently, one of our members was in hospital undergoing a procedure, an operation. And they were feeling really low. And, and they took out their phone and they started listening to online worship. And, and the rest of the room was listening. The rest of the ward, the people on the ward were listening. And afterwards, one lady commented and said, you know what, you were so low and so down before. And you were listening to that worship and that music. And now you are totally different. You're shining, you're beaming, you feel so much better. What were you listening to? And there was an opportunity to share a little bit more about Jesus. You're invaluable even in a hospital ward. Your story matters. Your gift matters. Your voice and your words matter. Your generosity and your encouragement, they matter. When you give an offering, somebody else is blessed and you're making a difference. When you pray a prayer, miracles are happening, even if you can't see them initially. When you invite someone to church or online church, you could be changing somebody else's life. We all have a part to play. I have a little Bible here and it's been handed down to me through the generations. It's extremely old. If I open it too much, the pages will just snap and bend. But if I open up the rut here, it was given to one of my great, 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 great grandparents on the 25th of September, 1844. Somebody was so valuable that they handed one of my long lost relatives way back a Bible and introduced them to Jesus. And that was handed down, generations. For every single generation, grandparents have been praying for the kids and the grandkids. My grandparents were praying for me. My parents have been praying for me. And they've handed it down, down, down. And I'm going to be able to hand this down to my grandkids. <laughs> Inside here was a little note that I found. My dad was a pastor in South Africa. And I've got to be careful this doesn't snap and break. Many, many years ago, over 30 years ago, the local church there were believing for a church building. And he was sharing with the church how they needed to raise about 100,000 pounds. And uh, this note was left on his desk on top of a brown envelope. And he walked into his office after the service sharing with the church that they wanted to build a, a new church building. And they were needing a 100,000 pound deposit. And this envelope was lying there. And this note was left on from a church family member and said, Dear Pastor, you requested 100,000 two or three weeks ago. Well, you only get what you asked for. Here is 100,000 pounds with love. Never signed. We do not know to this day who put it there. That brown envelope had been sitting on my dad's desk for three weeks and he had just left it there. That amount of money, he didn't even know what was inside. He said, I'll get to it later. It must be some paperwork or something. You see, they were part of the family. They are invaluable in 
the family. I want to tell you that you are invaluable. It might not be a hundred thousand pounds. It could just be a smile. It could invite someone online. You are invited into the family of God. You are invaluable.